Salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to Three Peas in a Pod, episode 201. We made it. We did. We did. We, there was another one. I remember last one when we were eating all the pizza, we questioned whether we would get <sighs> yes, past 200. we would have another one. But here we are. We have made and another it. one. We're gonna. Well, are we working on another two hundred? Do we even get? That I, think it's just, I think I think next is gonna be five hundred, right? Really? The I, next time we celebrate? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. That's probably that's good. That's a long. Well, well, let's just I'm, see. I would put more money on us not getting to five hundred than I would have on us getting to two hundred. Huh. That's I would, just me. Well, I would. You have more money on us not being able to make it to five hundred. Yes. I got more I have money. Less Less yeah. faith. In Let's just say if us includes me, I got less faith that I will make it to to, to really? five hundred. Well, that's is that a morbid thought? No, no, no six I don't mean, years. I don't, I don't mean, mean like physically. I don't mean death. Okay. I'm just meaning I probably won't be drawing a paycheck from the church anymore. And the thought that I'm gonna come in, I might. I mean, because I might be years. bored. Six years, right? I, you just dropped some serious news on. Oh, me. I can't now imagine. Ain't right nobody now. going. That old dude just needs to stay. Mm. And that that ain't the way anybody's thinking. I bet. And if they are, y'all need another thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, you know, I know we got old presidents and presidential candidates, hey, but that go. in and of itself is a problem yeah. that we, this is not what that podcast. Based on presidential precedent, you could do this to your 90. Well, yeah. That is true. <laughs> yeah, but look at the mess we have. Yeah, that's true. I get it. There are a lot of pastors that just do it until they die in the pulpit. And I just say... Uh, look at the mess we have. <laughs> Speaking of messes in churches. Yes. Oh, I oh look at you okay. tagging it all together. I, I always listen for a segue. All right. And oftentimes y'all just set we me up. We just set you right, right up. We set me up. So today's question is about troubles in the church. Okay. It's a long one. We got trouble. It's another long question. Trouble. I believe the person at the end, though, trouble says, because I've read this one. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. They do say sorry, not sorry. They're not the long trouble. question. So uh, Isn't we're there a song read. that talks about trouble. There are lots of songs. <laughs> there lots of <laughs> There's an entire genre. It's called the blues. Yes. Uh, well, I don't mean the blues. I didn't mean those. Just describe trouble. I, yeah, there's a song somebody spelled. Oh, Travis Tritt spells out. He spelled it. Yeah, he spelled it out, which was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of letters for Travis Tritt. <laughs> I'm betting they're writing those out one at a time. Big letters on the wall somewhere. It just offended all the Travis Tritt fans. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about Hello, trouble. you should retire too. <laughs> Stop. Trouble in the church. Here we go. With the recent news coming out about the Alabama pastor and mayor who had a major scandal, it got me thinking. There have been so many pastors and leaders in the church to commit horrible crimes or to have major scandals. I know there are bad people everywhere, but I find it mind-boggling how someone can preach, teach, disciple for Jesus and yet lead horrible lives in secret. Do they think it's a cover? Do you think they're good, but they just have demons? I know people like that turn a lot of people away from the church as a whole. My childhood church had a pastor who financially deceived the church too. It seems to happen a lot. What do churches do when their own do things like this? Forgive, remove the person, and then they say, long question, sorry, not sorry. Hmm. All right. So there's a lot here to unpack. First of all, I'm wondering if everybody understands what they do, what the reference they make to the Alabama pastor who wound up in a major scandal. I just found out as before we went on on the air here that these guys didn't hear about it. I heard about no, it. I had not, I had not heard of this. Yeah. And then you when know, you told scan, me stories, scandals very... with pastors. Well, and yeah. I should just say leaders in general. Yes. 
it just ubiquitous. It, so, it happens yeah. a lot, yes. And and they're right. They're, they, well, it, it, it happens to come out in public a lot. I think there are scandals happening all over the place. Oh, sure. We just don't hear about them necessarily. Right? Sure. So um, from what I gather, uh, I, I believe what they were uh, making reference to was there was recently a, a pastor who was also mayor of a tiny town over in Alabama who um, it came out that he had some type of online persona, maybe an Instagram mm. uh, persona of some type where uh, he would cross dress uh, mm. and, and dress like a woman and had sort of a, a online presence there in some way. It came out into the public. Mm. It was a scandal for him. And uh, sadly, the thing that uh, the way that turned out was uh, I believe he he took his own life mm. when all that came out, which that's. That's a, a, a tragedy. That's a tragedy. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, um, so that was, I think, the the reference that they were making there. So, um, I guess di- let's di- let's dig into the questions that they're asking us. Um, the first question I, I noticed in this is they want to know: Do we think this is a cover? Do we think that these people are just good people and they have demons, or are they evil people who are trying to cover up? But do I? Th- oh, okay, that's what I was going to ask. But do you think it's a cover? You're saying this is a person who's already a bad seed mm. and they're they're using the cover of preaching the word of god yeah. so that people don't look at them as closely or I, you something know the honest like truth that. is i think uh it's hard to know if you, yeah. that's a motivation yeah. yeah that's a motivation question yeah. do i think there are people that preach the word of god for gain yes yeah because jesus also mm-hmm. and paul, paul talks, talks about, about so that. the bible yeah. Bible talks about that, so obviously there are. There were people doing it from the very beginning of yeah. Christianity, yeah. Right. in the first century. I think. So. And the, I think anytime you talk about somebody who's any kind of leadership position, whether mm-hmm. it's a pastor or, I mean, there are a lot of local politicians that steal money and do things. Then, mm-hmm. so there are a lot of people that run companies and CEOs mm-hmm. that steal things and do things, and then they get fired. It's not like. So people people tend to do these things. Mm-hmm. They, and yeah. some some people run for politics to help other people. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people run to politics to cover up that they're evil people trying to steal money and gain power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't I would just say it's hard for us to judge the motivation mm-hmm. of anybody on any of that. What we have to look at is what happened. Yeah. I think sometimes also the nature of these positions comes with it a certain expectation of a public persona right and then there becomes this there it becomes a situation where i have to be a certain way or a certain type of person publicly in order to maintain my status or my position mm-hmm. as some type of leader or pastor mm-hmm. or leader mm-hmm. or, or business leader church leader whatever it might be and i think that's a very dangerous people a position for a lot of people to be in because it almost, in some ways, for, for certain people, it makes them feel like I have to put up a front yeah, or I have to right. be a certain way around these people. And then you, you've, you've basically split your life into the two. Yeah. And so I, I'm one way around certain people or I'm one way in public or I'm, you know, I present a, a certain type of person online or in front of people. But then I've got this thing that is behind the scenes nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. And if you if you if you drill that down all the way and you don't allow anyone to see those 
hidden parts of you. And I'm just talking about life, right? Yeah, now. I'm not life. talking about right. anything. Because mm-hmm. I think we're all this way. There are certain parts of us no one sees. And there are certain parts that people do see out in public. Mm-hmm. But if, if you stay that way and you continually separate your life long term and it gets farther and farther away, and then there are parts of you that goes darker and deeper and deeper, um, I think there's always a, a chance that that happens, that mm-hmm. you wind up becoming this person that you really, really are behind closed doors, mm-hmm. but you, 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 you have to hide that at all costs. And then it, and as we see, it eventually does come out. Almost always. So mm-hmm. I think just the nature, so I say all that to say, I think sometimes just the nature of certain positions in life almost lend itself to that if people are not careful. Yeah. And so I think that's what we see a lot of times in these, uh, you know, exposés or scandals that come out. I think it it owes itself to the fact that a lot of folks wind up. And I don't think some people, again, you can't get into motives because we don't know motives. But I think a lot of folks wind up in that situation, not consciously. They don't go into it thinking, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be this way in public and I'm going to hide this part of me. That's right. I just think it develops naturally and you get to a certain point and then you can't. You don't know how to get out of it. That's right. Right? Yeah. And so I think that's what a lot of people find themselves in. I will say this, though. I think that's a, I just, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I just, I think that tends to be the minority. I think most oh. people who are in positions of leadership, and this mm-hmm. is what I want to talk about. We hear about certain things. I think the majority of people, we don't hear their stories because mm-hmm. there is no scandal. No. And there is nothing behind the curtain to yeah. report. I don't, I don't know what little town the thing in Alabama was, or it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I guarantee you whatever church he was at was not the only church in that town. Mm-hmm. And there are probably, let's just conservatively say, 10 other churches where the pastors aren't doing yep. any of that That's kind of right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're probably making less than you think they do. They're probably living more frugal. They're probably more generous than you think they are. Mm-hmm. They're probably, they probably did get into it for the right motives. It's one of those things that, you know, you look at certain jobs and go, are there people that get into it to make money and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, but boy, you could have chosen an easier path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if mm-hmm. this was, if this was, it's like we say around here occasionally, if you're doing church as a hobby, it's a stupid hobby. Mm-hmm. And, and choosing ministry mm-hmm. as a way for you to get rich, you know, there are just way, way easier ways for you to get rich in this country yeah. than deciding to do this. Yes. Because eventually, it all does eventually come out. Yeah. And then you have all the, I mean, this, well, poor, this poor man. I'll just say, I feel bad for this man and his family because if any place in the church, it, the church ought to be the one place that when anybody tells us anything that they have done wrong, mm. We should be the one place that nobody goes, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a part of our theology. Exactly. It's a part of what well, it's I, a part yeah. of what we believe about mm-hmm. life that yeah. you should be able to come and say, you know, I did this, and everybody else in the world might think, oh my gosh, how but at the church we go, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was gonna comment one of the question the questioner asks is, do you think these are just good people and they have demons? I would I would say I don't know if I would put it that way, but we all have them. I, yeah. I, I don't think there's a single one among us who isn't capable of doing some type of sin and evil. Mm-hmm. And I think what comes down to is that dichotomy that I talked about is, are we going to live split lives where we have a, 
a hidden part and an mm -hmm. exposed part? Or are we going to, at least in some places, be honest and true and authentic to who we are and allow the community, the grace of Jesus to factor into that? Because without that, I don't think you can. Right. Yeah, I think the struggle that ends up happening, particularly within churches, uh, well, I should say particularly, I think it's it's worse to me when it happens in a church. But I think it happens in businesses in the same way. Yeah. I think yeah. it happens in political campaigns the same way. When the uh, when the campaign or the organization takes on a life of its own, mm -hmm. and then someone high up in the organization, a pastor, a leader, has these things, um, often often with most things, they do not start with the most egregious mm -hmm. act. Mm -hmm. They start in, in smaller ways that often people do find out about when you hear these, when you see the exposés and the longer stories. Mm -hmm. Oh, there was someone in the church staff. There was someone in the business meeting, you know, on the board of directors. They'd heard about this, but they, but they didn't want to do any damage to yep. the organization. And so what they did instead was, well, let's just try and hide it mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll personally deal with this person and it'll get better. And then it becomes more egregious. And, and I agree that the church should be the ones who have the strongest theology around sin and so it shouldn't be shocking unfortunately what happens a lot of times in churches is because we do offer so much grace uh, we don't ever actually deal really with the sin well yeah. i was going to say that's the other side nathan I, mm -hmm. that uh not being shocked is not the same thing as saying oh man don't worry about that yeah that's right that's not the same thing grace i always go back to john newton who wrote amazing grace and was a slave trader and one verse, we sing about amazing grace, how sweet the sound, but then he says, it was grace that taught my heart to fear. Mm -hmm. Knowing that I have sin, grace is also the thing that makes me stand in holy uh, reverence before God, realizing I, I can't just do whatever I want to. And so the church also holds that standard of, hey man, we love you. Uh, they're there's going to have to be some changes made and we're going to ensure that they, they get made. And we're going to give you opportunities to rebuild your life. I always, I have always said around here and I said, I mean, Jason's been here, you know, all but just a few of the years, seven of the years that we exist. He wasn't here, but uh, I've always said you, you really get one shot at people trusting you. Mm -hmm. And, so, you know, unfortunately, what most pastors do is when you, you blow it, uh, it's, you know, get in the car, get on the plane, go 500 miles. Go somewhere else. <laughs> go somewhere else. And, uh, you know, you can even tell that group you did something. Mm -hmm. But it didn't happen to them. Yeah. It didn't wound them. Mm -hmm. So you call it grace. Yeah. But these people over here still bleeding, and and they needed, they needed some reconciliation mm -hmm. and some... And their trust was still broken. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think you get one chance mm -hmm. that at at that leadership kind of position. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah, and that's a standard. I I I have tried to put all kinds of. I know you know, demons. I don't know if I have demons. I know people that think that I have had demons, <laughs> but I've tried to put borders around me that if you haven't interacted with me on these, like if you walk up to church and try to hand me any money that you intend to go to Community Christian Church, you ain't got no shot of getting that into my hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you are not handing me money that you want to go to Community Christian. We have more than enough ways. I will walk you to a place to donate it. I'll see, but I do not handle money around here. 
I don't have the capability of uh, balancing checkbooks. I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see all of that like any of you all could, but I put that every office in our, in our building has a window in the door. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, it may not be for anybody else, but for me, everybody needs to be able to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. at all times mm-hmm. because it's not about you don't trust me I know me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's what happens in these situations is you get somebody that you trust and you, you trust doesn't mean I don't put borders around myself or that the people who love me don't help me put borders around me Yeah, I used to joke because my Early on, and some of you won't even remember this, there was a famous guy named Jimmy Swaggart who was sort of a uh, smiley guy in Houston. What's his Joel Osteen. <laughs> Joel, Joel, he was so, sort of Joel Osteen, but not as big before Joel Osteen, when Joel Osteen's dad ran that church. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy had a very public fall. And I can remember watching it, and Becky and I didn't even have kids at that time. And I said, hey, would you forgive me if anything like that happened? She said, I wouldn't have to forgive you. You'd be dead. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I'd be in prison. You'd be dead. Okay. (laughs) Enough of that. Yeah. I'm always like, there's accountability around here at my house. Okay. (laughs) You know. Well, that that what you're getting into it gets to the end of this question that they ask. And maybe we've already kind of touched on it, but maybe we want to go a little deeper into it. What do churches do when they find that their own get caught up in things like this? And their their question says, do we forgive or do we remove? And I don't know if those are the only two options. Well, I also no. don't know that they're they're mutually exclusive. No, that's, yes, right. that's right. I can forgive you and remove you from mm-hmm. a position of leadership or remove you from a position of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can be forgiven and removed from a position of power, I think. Um I think the church falls just as prey um, to the the lies that our world tells that somehow money and audience and influence um, somehow equates to kingdom growth. Yeah. Um, and so we get into these places where we really think the goal is I've got to protect community Christian, the entity. I have to protect you know, whatever other church name you want, the LLC that is incorporated as this community, you know, well, we're really called to be a a family of believers, a community of believers, and we're supposed to find a way to live out the kingdom together. And Jesus, uh, because he's the wisest person who ever lived, knew that there would be uh, this people hurt one another in the church and there would be people in positions of power and not in positions of power who would sin against one another. And so there's all kinds of teaching from Jesus, but then from Paul and Peter and all these different other, you know, disciples later that talk about, well, what do you do when someone has sinned in the church? What does it look like to have church discipline to deal with these kind of things? Um, And so they're centered around that. And never once is the conversation, well, how do you make sure that public facing, we don't, we don't, we don't get embarrassed or that something doesn't happen that the church shuts down its doors or any of those kind of things. And it, it, you start to really, to me, get in trouble when you start playing the same kind of games 
uh, that Walmart would have to play or Disney World, you know what I'm saying, would have to play if their CEO got caught. Our first obligation is to be faithful to Jesus and faithful to these other brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, yeah, you may have to remove some power, maybe because... Maybe because they've lost trust, as you've said. Maybe they've lost trust. Or maybe they've proven that uh, where they're at spiritually, they can't handle this level. Yeah, um, that's right. This level of leadership or this particular position. Um, you know, but does that mean I don't forgive them? Of course I forgive them. But forgiveness doesn't mean I let you continue to wound the body in the way that you've wounded the body. I wouldn't do that in any other situation if, you know, if someone in my family, I'm trying to think because I guess I'm the husband. Usually that's the direction it goes. But if my wife was somehow abusive towards me, mm. right, I can forgive her and say, but if this is, you know, but we 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 need to have you out of the home for a bit until you, you have proven that you've worked through this. And we're still family and I still love you and I forgive you. Mm-hmm. But we don't just go back to the same way it was that it, you don't get to just yeah. come in and continue to do the same thing you did before. Yeah. I see the church way more like a family that is meant to love one another, which means there are consequences uh, and there are, but forgiveness and consequences to me are not different. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're mutually no. exclusive. I was just having this conversation with someone not too long ago about the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation right. or forgiveness mm-hmm. and restoration. That's, mm-hmm. I was, that's right. And I was explaining it because I think a lot of times in the church we get this confused. We think forgiveness means Oh, it's all good. And everything goes back to the way it was. Well, some things can't go back to the way they were. That's right. There are some things that you can do to other people that you lose the right to ever be in their presence again. Um, right. And unfortunately, I think some churches have gotten this wrong. They've had some serious offenders and violators of other people in their midst, and they have they've equated forgiveness and restoration. They've even mm-hmm. allowed the, the offender to be in proximity to the victim and that can't happen Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean this person can't be forgiven and they can't be right in god's sight again right but sometimes you lose the right to be right in my sight again that's right because of safety or for Mm -hmm. all other kinds of reasons so like you said further harm Mm -hmm. damage can't that can't be done and so i remember how i was having this conversation with this person and i think it opened their eyes because i think they grew up in a situation where to forgive another person meant that I have to let them back in. Right. And I said, no, that's not that's not necessarily true. But you can release them from the debt that they owe you and and, and so that you can walk free. Mm-hmm. You can be healed and you can continue your journey of healing. But this person may not ever, in fact, probably shouldn't ever be in your life again. I think the same thing applies here too. Well, and I think going to you know, the same thing you're talking about there about reconciliation, I think you know, one of the myths we believe that is also a world belief is somehow um, talent uh, or or gifting is how it's said mm-hmm. in the church should determine your level of influence and authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and we in the church world have really messed this up because we have allowed people who are very gifted and very talented to get to high level of authority with very little integrity and character. Yeah. And we have convinced ourselves that they're the ones who have the influence in the community because it's, you know, whoever. I won't say famous pastors or anyone thinks I'm calling anyone out, but this famous pastor's name on the series or name on the thing. and we, Oh, well, they got the influence. We got to put their name out there because... They're the ones. And if 
something horrible happens where a pastor gets, I'll just say for, for myself, if, if I ever had to be removed, I would hope that at some point through forgiveness, through reconciliation, I would still be a part of the body of Christ. Yes. And though I may never be trusted again to speak, I may never be trusted again to lead anything, I would remember that in the end, my influence did not come because someone put me on a stage, that if all anyone trusted me to do was to clean a bathroom or to do something, that that I wouldn't somehow see that as this great tragic thing that I now no longer got to be. The tragic thing is that I had done something to cause harm to the body of Christ, yeah. to dishonor the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think sometimes we look at it as, well, how can we get this pastor reconciliation means i get this pastor back that he gets to start another church and do mm -hmm. that. he may never get to again right. but that doesn't mean that jesus is done with him nor that the body of christ is done with him or her that that what it is and what you may find out is that they have gifts that are better than the gifts they were using sure if we would if we would just not equate you know the ability to lead an organization or speak publicly i mean speaking publicly is such a hard thing for so many people right. that we over equate its importance in the church. And it really sounds like wisdom. If you can put a sentence mm -hmm. together, it sounds like, man, that guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that. No. I think that I think everybody has to remember the consequences aren't only, you know, when, when I sin, there are consequences to me, but there are consequences to the people I sin against as well. Yes. And a part of me uh, making reparations, which mm -hmm. I know I, I mean, that's not even the really me trying to make it right, saying I want to do what I can is to accept I don't get to say mm. when it's right for right. the consequences I caused right. you. That's right. I don't get to say, well, hey, I've I've had enough consequences. You say you believe in grace, mm -hmm. yeah, but we still have some consequences over mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're just going to need you to. You know, you, you've got to maybe sit back now and not use those gifts. Mm -hmm. And your fidelity and love for Jesus gets proven by the fact mm -hmm. that you can love him not with a light on you. That's right. I, mean, I, was, I was one of you. you I'm not going to call out a name, but um, one of the pastors that I know had been caught, real well-known pastor that's been caught in a particular scandal, all of that horrible stuff. Do not condone. The one thing that I can say after it all went down is for the for the time being, they've decided to stay out of the spotlight. Mm -hmm. and, they, and I don't know what they're doing. I I, in fact, it's none of my business. It, no. I, it does not matter. But I respect that part. I do too. That, that they have chosen to do life in secrecy. And hopefully they're still loving and following Jesus. That's and right. they are still finding ways to serve him in all kinds of ways. And grow in grace and all the things. I hope and pray that's what's happening. But they're doing it out of the spotlight. That's, mm -hmm. That part I I definitely respect. I always think, you know, <laughs> when you were talking, Nathan, about abilities, public abilities and giftings that <coughs> people have, particularly that any organization can use. But like the church, you know, mm -hmm. ability to lead worship, the ability to stand up and teach, the ability any of, to organize well and lead teams. Those things are overemphasized, and they are somewhat just they're they're just gifts. Yeah, yeah. I I always think about the the tragedy that is the story of Samson. Samson mm. was so enormously gifted by God, right. and his character 
it ruined his life. His character couldn't, he never could allow his character to match his giftedness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, he died. He's a, that's a tragic story. Oh, absolutely. There's no, there's no hero of Samson. Like right. I was taught when I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. the hero Samson, you know, and you read the whole story and you go, this was not intended to be a mm-hmm. hero story. This, yeah. this is a tragic figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who had was had all the uh, everything God could want to give to yeah. a person, mm-hmm. but God can't give you character. Mm-hmm. Character is a thing that you and the Holy Spirit work on together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think we've exhausted that one. All right. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> you we'll can find have, out. You ask more questions. Yeah. The, the 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 unfortunate part is it will always be a part of mm-hmm. not just the church life in general. People are going to. You put people in a situation where there's a temptation to think, I can get away with this. Mm. Um, I think the evil one does use that against us. People people trust me, and I can get away with this. That thought, which often starts on a very small level, no one will know. Mm -hmm. That can take you places that are just so dangerous. Mm -hmm. All right. That's a bummer. (laughs) all right so next week we're going to come back we have another question but as always uh continue to send us questions about that questions about other things you've been wondering about uh we've got a question next week coming up uh about something out of the book of genesis which i often find people have questions about yeah so we're going to tackle that one that just means they've read it that's right (laughs) because there's lots of there's a lot of things in there to have questions so uh, for the next couple weeks we're going to or for next week we're going to tackle that one and then we got another question after that uh talking about another thing you said ed you've you've stirred up some (laughs) well i've been talking a long time that's why i keep saying i'm not gonna make 500 some point so Mm. so we'll, we'll get to that in a couple of weeks but in the meantime send us in your questions The link is in the description. You can send it, put a name, do it anonymously, however you like to. And we'll do our best to get to it and we'll discuss it. So y'all have a great week. See you next time.